Welcome back to the Divorce Solutions Podcast, everybody. Jamie West here from Divorce.com, along with Tracy Miller from Miller Law. Uh, through, what is it? Three and a half decades uh, you have no, been it's, a it's, lawyer. Three's like good enough. Yeah. Three's, yeah, that's, <laughs> need to be any longer than that. Don't want to make you more seasoned than you are. Oh, uh, Lord. Just off the top, before we get into the topic of the day, which is financial disclosure, you, in your experience uh, over these three decades, You've, um, I mean, obviously you've moved away from, you don't want to do litigation. You're trying not to do litigation. We're trying to get people to, to resolve matters without litigation. That's the whole idea and premise behind our podcast and our practices as well. But you have, um, been at every level of court and family law. Have you not over your career? Um, I have, uh, the only, the Supreme Court of Canada, the only thing I did was, uh, was a written leave to appeal, defended that. So I never actually got to do anything significant there, but yeah, all the rest of them. Yep. But the Supreme Court of Canada, I mean, it, it, it rarely hears, uh, it's very choosy about what cases it hears and it, and it's not a fait accompli if you say, go through the other lower courts, you're not automatically going to get to the Supreme court. It's not like, no. you can, it's not like you can just say, well, then no. I'll just take it to the Supreme court of Canada. Right? No, no. And they, yeah, they, every once in a while, they re- release decisions that affect family law, but yeah, it's not, you can't just decide you're just going to head up there. That's not how that works. Right. Yeah. So what we'll do is then on a future podcast, we'll maybe talk about the different levels of, um, hmm. of court and explain to people how that all works because when people understand how things work and we bust a few myths, um, yeah. that gets people thinking in a much more uh, positive direction and a much more uh, resolved uh, direction in, in terms of using positive or alternative dispute resolution. So anyway, that's for a future conversation. Today, we're yeah. here to talk about financial disclosure, which is something that makes people bristle um, because... You know, we don't like to talk about money at the best of times, Tracy, as a society, uh, let alone when our marriage or our common law marriage is breaking up, right? People like to not talk about money. Were you brought up like that? I was. Like My mother told me, oh my God, as long as I can remember, you never talk about money. You never tell people how much money you make. You just don't do that. That's You just don't. Yeah, That's how I, I was raised. I was brought up exactly the same way. There were there just were never any conversations about mm-hmm. money in the family. Nope. We never had any idea what we had financially as, as a family, um, nope. you know, grandparents, parents, it just wasn't discussed. And that was considered sort of a taboo thing, which I think is unfortunate. I think we, I think we need to evolve and have a better understanding of where everybody's at. That way there wouldn't be so many surprises when marriages break up maybe. Right. Yeah, and I'm not sure what what that's grounded in. I know that money issues, yeah, they can get to be thorny ones when you're trying to resolve these files. And I think money and income means different things for different people. Some people, that's how they're successful is money. Some people, it's a control issue. Um, They want to know how money's spent and where it's spent. I mean, yeah, for a million different reasons, money makes a difference for people. And money makes a difference, uh, literally, in terms of how... Uh, you get your matter, your family law matter resolved, and yeah. there's no getting around it. So while it's uncomfortable because you may have been raised not talking about it, 
now's the time you got to start talking about it. And not only talking about it, you've got to start laying all your cards on the table. That has to happen. And uh, people have a tough time with it, right? You've seen people come in and they, they probably say to you, you know, hey, hey, can you help me? You know, like, I don't really want to, you know, disclose that I've got a cottage over here or a couple of boats <laughs> in a boathouse in Muskoka. We can just slide that by, right? You know, I was thinking about that when we were going to do this, uh, this subject on the podcast. And it, you do get people that are resistant or people that, that think they're somehow going to hide it when you're on the other side looking at it and you think, okay, I, I don't believe it. But I mean, you must have some idea. How many ways do you, can you think of off the top of your head that people are going to try and hide money? Oh, there's lots of them. Um, I don't know the, the first, I, I suppose, you know, you, you just don't tell somebody that you have a three bank accounts, for example, or that you've got some sort of an investment somewhere or a piece of property somewhere. But the thing about that is, um, you might as well disclose it. I, I'm kind of jumping you here cause I know where you're going to oh, go God. with this. <clears throat> There's no point in, in hiding any of it. Um, because it's going to get found out. Every financial transaction, every property, every asset, there's, there's paperwork on it somewhere. Well, and I think that's exactly right. I think that, you know, when people um, don't want to disclose stuff, you know, when you do this for a living and you do it for 10, 20, 30 years, um, or you're the judge or the arbitrator that's hearing it, trust me, when you're trying to hide something, none of this is new to us. It just isn't. I mean, the people that have, you know, shareholder loans that they get paid back that don't show up in their tax return, people that want to push bonuses to the next year, you want to bank your income. I mean, your overtime. Um, I, I mean, there's people that work under the table. You know, you drive a Lexus, but you say you make $20,000 right. a year. That's just doesn't make sense. You know, you look at the stuff over and over and over. So the bigger issue you have is you're dead on. I mean, you have to disclose it. If it's support issues, if it's property, you're going to make the disclosure one way or the other. But the bigger people problem people have is your credibility is going to tank. Uh, if somebody finds out that you lied or you tried to hide it, or once you were forced to produce your tax returns, what you said wasn't accurate, I think your bigger problem is now you don't tell the truth, right? Now you're that guy or you're that woman and people are looking at you going, you know, I don't know. I don't know if you're telling the truth or not, right? Well, and not then, even, then not, you got a big problem. Right. And not just people, but, but judges, um, you know, there's motions judges, there's case conference judges I, and they're mediators. Same thing. Uh, mm -hmm. any, any professional that you're dealing with and let's, let's hope it isn't judges. Let's hope that it's much lower down the rung with yeah. perhaps a, a mediator or an arbitrator. It doesn't matter. Somebody who isn't intimately involved with you other than through this, you know, situation you're in, you're absolutely right. Your credibility is everything. So once you've been branded as dishonest or shady or deceitful, yep. you can't shake that brand. It's there. That's it. It's, yeah. And it's a, I think that's a big problem because if you either – bald face lie or you hide it or you admit it or you sort of don't quite say exactly what it is as soon as that's who you are then everybody's kind of a little wondering if they should believe you and then that's going to just spill over onto the rest of the issues especially if you're lying on something that's not even that significant good lord what's going to happen if it is significant 
And once you don't have credibility, then every time there's going to be a question between what you say and what your spouse says, they're going to think, well, you know, she lies. So I don't know, maybe I'll believe him. You know, like it's such a huge issue. And everybody, I, I get that everybody wants to hold on to their dough. I get that, mm-hmm. I, that, that, you know, we, we fear as part of uh, our relationships or our marriages ending that um, we're going to lose money and somehow we're going to wind up poor. Well, the truth of the matter is you, your lifestyle is probably going to change for, for a little while. That's just the nature of things um, because you're now going to have to set up two households and the kids are going to have to go back and forth between you know, both households and so on and, and so forth. Um, but you know, it's, it's really just straight math when it comes to the financial issues. It's straight financial, it's straight math formulas that are applied. And so let's, let's look at it from, you know, some of the motives that people have for not disclosing. And again, we've established that by taking that approach, your credibility is going to suffer. And then you're in a bad, bad spot. But, Absolutely. But what motivates some people sometimes is, well, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to pay her or him child support. Um, you know, I'm, I want to mitigate how much child support I, I hand over because, you know, that person makes this or that person makes that. The truth is the numbers, your income numbers just get punched into a chart and the chart spits out a number and the court just goes with that. And it's straight math. And, and I'm happy to tell everybody, I, I, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Tracy, and I'm not an accountant again. And we always say to people, consult with your own accountants, consult with yep. your own lawyers, consult with your own medical professionals. Um, but it's roughly in Canada, um, there are child support guidelines where you enter numbers into a chart and you come back with a number. And it ends up being about, you know, if you're paying full table child support, it's about 10% of your gross income. Uh, well, I don't, I don't even know if that's accurate. You could be dead on. I, I don't. Well, I, and I say roughly, you know, with yeah. a big asterisk but, but, and air quotes around it. So recognize that it's, it's not, it's not everything and it's your children. you like, well, I think that's exactly <laughs> the issue that you have is I mean, there's, two, there's two things. Go on my sport calculator. You know what? Go online and and brush up on if you're a client and you want to go, go online and have some working idea. I'm not offended in the least if clients come in and go, you know what, I checked online, here's what I think the numbers are, or what the support numbers are, and then I double check them. There's no reason you can't educate yourself about something like that. And the other thing is, if it's child support, take a step back and realize you're arguing that you don't want to pay to financially benefit your kids. And that's how it looks, right? Because child support is to benefit your kids. They're supposed to get the benefit of both of you. Now you're going to be in the position potentially of arguing why you want to minimize that. So you have to be really careful about that, right? Well, I... And at the end of the day, you got to produce the tax returns usually. And again, I'm not giving legal advice to anybody that isn't, I haven't actually looked at their case, but it's just common sense. Child support works off of your income. You're going to have to say what your income is. That's that's just how it's going to go. Right. And be, beyond what you said a couple of minutes ago, the, the, there's a moral obligation for you to financially support your kids. But legally, again, um, my understanding is that it's the right 
of the child to receive yes. child support. It's not your ex's right. It's not you're not paying the the money to your ex. Your the money's going to your ex, but the money is for your children. It's their money. It's their right. Um, they're entitled to that financial support from you. It's not that your ex is entitled to that financial support. That's a different matter. That's called spousal support. And a lot of people th- want to dance around that too. That's a, that's a tougher issue usually to, to resolve spousal support for a whole lot of reasons. But right. I think the other thing is if people had, and it would be interesting to know the numbers, how many times in a day or a week when judges are hearing motions, the interim matters that they hear, how many times does somebody come in and complain about paying child support or hasn't paid it? And they should have. Like, try and imagine how many times, day after day, they've got people coming in complaining about paying for the kids, right? And I get there's some, you know, there's some people that it's a significant amount, but not producing disclosure is not how to deal with that, right? I mean, the first thing you need to do is, like you said, all the cards are going to be on the table. Then if you want to have a discussion about what you can do and what you can't, okay. But if you come in with one hand behind your back and you haven't made disclosure or you sent one page of a three-page tax document or you've sent a redacted document that you've got everything blacked out with a Sharpie except one number you want somebody to see, and I've seen all of that happen. I mean, think of how that looks to people that are just trying to decide this issue, right? Yeah, exactly. There again, we're back to that discussion about credibility. You you lose uh, credibility, and that is the one thing um, that you want to protect in, in the entire matter. That has to be uh, your foundation uh, going forward. If if you hope to have a, a fair a resolution, you could you could end up with an unfair uh, situation. Simply because you made a bad decision to not properly do your financial disclosure. Think about and that. It, and know? it wastes everybody's time. It runs up people's legals. I think it's got to irritate judges when you have come in with disclosure issues that should have simply been dealt with before. And and to what end, right? What are you trying to accomplish? You're making the issue more difficult. And it's right. like you said, it's a financial issue for the most part. And it's a simple concept Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's again tracy i i I talk to my clients about this all the time take the emotion out of it friend and get down to the practical reality of it you have to accept it's part of the process so drop the emotion put all the numbers on the table be very open about it all and let the chips fall where they may because they're going to anyhow eventually yeah, and I think it's it's part of the bigger conversation that you don't have to make it more difficult than it already is, right. right? It's already emotionally charged. It's already difficult for people playing games about disclosure and not providing disclosure and doing that type of nonsense. Um, it just is not going to help you. It just, it's not going to get you where you want to be. And like when you said initially um, about what it looks like, the other thing is the professionals that are involved with this, at least... I, I know from my perspective, I want nothing to do with it. If you're going to lie, you're going to hide stuff, I'm out. Because my ability to, um, especially when you're in court, your ability to have people listen to you and believe what you say, or arbitrators or mediators mm. or whatever, 
is based on you saying exactly the way things are. And if you're one of those people that you can't believe what you're saying because you're somehow involved in that crowd, no, thank you. No, no, right. I wouldn't touch it. Yeah, well, you've got your own you've got your own credibility to think about as a professional. You've got your own, uh, you know, uh, credibility to protect and your own reputation to protect. And, and that just makes sense. And you're an officer of the court. If you're a, oh, absolutely. If you're a lawyer and that's, you, you guys take that stuff pretty seriously. And, I, and I'm not even just saying that because I think it's the right answer because it is the right answer. If somebody's going to, you know, misstate stuff or lie or hide or whatever, I want nothing to do with it. But, but um, the other thing is, I think eventually it's going to come back and bite you in the ass. Yeah. I think it is going to come out somewhere with the numbers. And then you've really got gigantic problems, right? If that's who you are. Yeah. No, it's not going to go well for you. No, absolutely not. And in the future, uh, you know, uh, future editions of the Divorce Solutions podcast will we'll maybe bring some, fin- well, not maybe, we will. We'll bring some financial uh, accounting experts on sure. to talk about processes of things like, uh, you know, going through stuff, um, income disclosures, uh, if you own a corporation, if you're a sole proprietorship, all of these kinds of things. And we'll get some information to people. But in the meantime, how do people uh, connect with you, Tracy, if they'd like to speak with you? Um, the website is uh, Miller Law, Miller Law and Mediation. You can find the website or my email is Tracy and Miller-Law.ca. All right. And uh, if you want to learn how to communicate better, be more efficient, um, set up a criteria for choosing uh, a lawyer, choosing a therapist, uh, Divorcecom can help you out. That's my company, divorcecom.ca. My email address is uh, jwest at divorcecom.ca. And as we always say on the program, um, the opinions expressed here are those of Tracy Miller and Jamie West and are not to be used as um, legal advice or therapeutic advice or financial advice. We're just having a discussion and uh, you need to consult with your own individual uh, professionals to get the answers that apply best in your situation. Tracy, as always, uh, thank you for this. Appreciate it. Love doing this. Talk Uh, to you next time. Same same with me. Don't forget to like us, share us and follow us. It's uh, Divorce Solutions. We'll talk to you next time. Take care, everybody.